All right, welcome to the Rcast. This is the show where we talk about anything that interests me, whether it be game, movie, TV show, and so on. And today I'm going to talk about Pokemon. I've been a huge fan of Pokemon ever since I was a kid, and with the recent announcement of the remakes of Diamond and Pearl, I'm going to give my thoughts on it a little bit today. Certainly not like a giant overview. But I'm just going to try and talk a little bit about why Pokemon has appealed to me for so long and why I think it's, you know, such a has such big staying power even today. You know, why there's still like new games coming out, new Pokemon being designed, all that. So if you don't know anything about Pokemon, which I would be surprised if you didn't at least know about Pikachu, but, you know, you might not. Pokemon is a media franchise about a alternate universe basically an alternate world where instead of animals there exists these kind of magical creatures called pokemon and pokemon are basically animals with superpowers Uh, a good example is pikachu is basically what would happen if you took a mouse uh, made it big and gave it the power to shoot light and it gets a lot deeper than that because pokemon also generally embody like a concept and it's usually very kind of obtuse for you know, regular Pokemon, but then for, like, the legendary Pokemon, which are very rare and very hard to find and very special, it gets very obvious. Like, there's Pokemon of time and Pokemon of space and Pokemon of life and Pokemon of death and Pokemon of opposites and Pokemon of similarities and so on. And it's really cool. So, basically, Pokemon takes place in a world which they've never said the name of, but it's implied to be an alternate earth and there's different areas called regions which are the equivalent of countries there is a group occasionally mentioned called the international police which kind of like polices the world you know and the games are always from the perspective of a kid so they never really go into like super deep lore on the pokemon universe like they kind of do But for example, you're not going to find out like what the government is like or something like that because a kid doesn't care about that. A kid's like going on an adventure. And I think that's why this franchise has so much staying power is it feels like the world from the perspective of a child in in like all the good ways. So it's a world where you can just kind of go anywhere you want and there's nobody that's going to stop you and there's no reason not to do it. Like, there's no reason not to just be like, I'm going to walk cross-country. And that's kind of every Pokemon game is like, I'm going to go from, you know, the the east to the west. Or I'm going to go from the west to the east. And I'm going to go from south to the north and all that. And it's really fun. And it almost, I would say the games actually have kind of a... So if you really think about it, the games have an overarching plot, which is, I like this sport... Which So Pokemon battling is the main thing that happens in these games. And it's treated like a sport to the point where in the newest game they straight up have like stadiums and like a league that you sign up for and you get like a player number and all that. And you want to be the champion, which every region has a champion that is the best Pokemon master in that region. And in order to become a Pokemon master... To become the champion, you have to beat the current champion. That's it. And before you are allowed to beat the current champion, you have to beat a group called the Elite Four, which are kind of the four best trainers under the champion. 
and then you have to before you can do that you have to be eight gym leaders and gym leaders are trainers that have special uh they basically have like they're experts at a specific type of pokemon so in this world pokemon are categorized in types based on their affinity and it's always like an elemental thing although it gets kind of weird so it's like water fire grass but then there's ones like dark fighting psychic steel um, electric uh, bug and then there's like very out there ones like dragon and fairy and it's like all these types match up in different ways so there's a big layer of strategy where your pokemon has stats it has moves that it does and you can only have four of them on a pokemon at a time and then it has other things like a nature which decides how it levels up it has ivs which are hidden stats that also decide which statistics go up when it levels up um it has like a special ability uh, for an example one of my favorite pokemon drifloon which is a ghost balloon which is funny it has an ability called aftermath where if it gets knocked out during combat it causes the opponent to also take a bunch of damage so you can use it for like these last ditch like strategy attacks where you're like okay Drifloon's gonna go down but it'll also take the other guy with him and it makes it like an effective strategy with that character and not to mention the designs are just fun like i don't really care that much about the deeper strategy of pokemon i just like the world and the setting and the little pokemon you find and it has a big aspect of like collecting so i know the the slogan everyone knows is gotta catch them all but there's also things that go into that where it's like again using Drifloon as an example one of my favorite pokemon and this was a moment that to me as a kid was like a huge moment where i was like whoa was you can only catch him you have to go to this specific area of the game on a real world friday because the nintendo ds had like a calendar on it right and they actually use that in the game so it had to be a certain time and a certain day and that was the only time when he would appear so i remember waiting until because my friend told me this and i was like oh there's no way that's true that's funny but then i, I was like well I'll, I'll just try it and then i went there on that day during that time and there was you know this little pokemon in the overworld because usually they appear like randomly in the areas called like tall grass and he was there and and i fought him and got him and i was like I felt so accomplished. I felt really smart because I was like, oh, I learned this like secret from my friend. And now it like, you know, I, I actually know like what's going on. And that feeling is so special. And the, the fact that games, you know, have things like that in them. There's a lot of secrets and weird little things put in the games just to mess with people. There was one where if you go into an elevator in one of the newer games, there is a, a woman that there that floats by as if she's a ghost and then looks at you and is like, you're not the chosen one. And then like leaves and everyone was going insane trying to figure out what it meant because it was like really creepy and really weird and just random. And then the developers were like, oh, we just put that in for fun. 
<laughs> like, oh, we just put that in to like mess with people. And I love that they're willing to do that. And I think that the urban legends surrounding Pokemon are a big reason why it's so popular. I think that the the fact that everyone's like, oh, if you like do this and this, then this Pokemon will evolve and become a new Pokemon. Or like, oh, if you if there's this truck, right? And if you like can use strength on the truck, you'll move it and you'll like find a thing underneath. And all that is like such a fun concept and it really helps like sell the idea that you're in this world, you don't fully know what's going on, but you're going to find your way through. And I love that. And I also love that it almost has like a TV show style. And this sounds kind of insane, but let me explain. When you play Pokemon, each area is like its own little environment, like its own, like each city is different. And so every time you roll up in a new city, there's like crazy new things to find and things to explore. And each city has its own like mini story arc connected with like the main big one where you're going to become the champion. And that really makes this like feeling where you're like, oh, I want to keep pushing. Like I want to keep finding more stuff and seeing more things that happen. And some games do this better than others. I think that Diamond, uh, Pokemon Diamond, does a really, really good job of doing this like structure where you're just like each city has its own mini story arc and then you kind of save the day and then you move on. But then there's also like the overarching like, here's these villains and then you find the villains headquarters and then you stop them and all that and it gets like wilder and wilder there's big story events that permanently change like the map like they like permanently change the country in little ways it's great i think that if you've never played pokemon i would really highly recommend you at least try it out because i think it is a very worthwhile gaming experience to kind of you know see what these games are about and see why people like them so much and yeah, I could talk about Pokemon all day, but I know I don't want to keep you guys here too long. So in the future, uh, maybe I'll do another episode where I kind of go deeper on Pokemon and my thoughts about it. But this was just kind of a nice little ramble about why I like Pokemon and why I think it's a really good, like, fun franchise. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.